Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi. Great crowd tonight as the Buckeyes get ready for a rather large game. We've talked about it for a long time. It's finally here. Showdown in Norman, uh, Ohio State at Oklahoma. Saturday night, 730 on Fox 28. Uh, Defense got it done last week against Tulsa. The offense struggled early, but... Malik Hooker with a touchdown return for an inter- on an interception. Marshawn Lattimore did it, and uh, that pretty much ended the game. Offense got going in the second half in that Buckeye win, but who cares about that? Stan Jackson, Bill Conley, and uh, Dave Metzold all here as we get ready for a game we've anticipated for a long time, this uh, Oklahoma matchup against Ohio State. And Stan, you have been pounding the table for months. I mean, honestly, back in the summer saying – Ohio State's going to win this game. Why are you so confident? Well, a number of reasons. It doesn't start here in Columbus. I, I think it starts in Norman. I, I just don't think they have the horses to play with us. I thought they were overrated a year ago. I thought they were exposed in a bowl game. And then when you watch the teams that they play, I mean, look, the Big 12 hadn't been good in years. And the fact that, you know, TCU and Baylor had been ruling the roost the last few years just tells me that the conference isn't what it used to be. And watching them against Clemson, watching them against Houston, prove that the system on offense that we run is going to be a problem for them. They lost four Big 12 defensive players a year ago. Baker Mayfield does make plays with his legs when the pocket breaks down, but he's not a guy that's just going to kill you consistently from the pocket. And if, if Samaj Ryan is banged up, which I think he is, then, then they're a different football team. So I just think we're a better team. Now, having said that, they're capable of beating us if we don't play our best. If we go out there and, and we're not focused and allow the distractions to get to us. But pound for pound, on paper, even with all the guys we lost, we've got a more talented team. I like our quarterback better. I think we got better depth at backs. And I think our secondary is prepared for a breakout season. So that's why I felt the way I do. Bill Conley, you feel uh, confident too? Yeah, you know what I think the most important number is after two games is plus seven. Plus seven. Turnover margin. Yep. I mean, that's our defense is playing so great. You know, and there was a a nice article in the dispatch from Coach Combs about how the secondary spends so much time watching film and and you're really evaluating and analyzing their opponent. And I think that's a a key to a lot of the success. I think really the uh, the way our defense has played, you know, has been outstanding. And I think offenses can be up and down. But I think defenses can play good every week. And uh, one thing, too, you know, uh, we'll have a four-man defensive front. You know, they're going to have a three-man defensive front. Now, now they can stand a linebacker up there and do all that stuff, but it's a little bit different. Uh, and I really think that, you know, the defense, if they're ready to play away from home, which we've got to find out, right? then I think we'll have things under control. Yep. That road factor is going to be interesting, Dave, because a lot of these young kids have never been in an environment like this. It's going to be huge. And I'll tell you what, I don't even pretend to know the X's and O's as well as these two guys do. This is my only concern about this. Talent-wise, Ohio State, head and shoulders above Oklahoma in my estimation. Motivationally speaking, there's a team that's going to play as desperate a football as you could possibly imagine. And they're underdogs at home. And, by the way, the visiting team is coming in and running out their basketball arena 
and they're going to fill it for yeah. a pep rally before the game. If I'm an Oklahoma Sooner, I'm looking at all that and saying, are you kidding me? Yeah. I don't know, Stan. You can tell me what that does to a player from a motivational standpoint to be an underdog at home, to have to win if you want to stay in the national championship picture, and to have all these scarlet and gray people take over your campus. I don't know what that does to a kid. Maybe you can speak to that, but that's the only thing that I'm thinking, oh, my God, that team's going to be fired up when the Buckeyes get to Norm. Yeah, it works you up for the pregame in the first two minutes. Is that it? <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> and then after that, the, the reality, t- the, the reality in, sets yeah. in. I, look, I remember in 1994, we found out that Penn State had scheduled us for their homecoming. Yeah. I remember Corey Stringer stomping a hole in the ground. They scheduled what for the what? You remember that, Coach? Oh, absolutely. We decided to wear black socks. We were fired up about that game yeah, in the preseason. Yeah. Next thing you know, last day of boom, 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 <laughs> seven, nothing. Last game boom, of black boom. socks. Row, row. All you hear Matter is that fact, tiger out they there. They didn't even make it. The black socks didn't make it back to Columbus. They no. went to the trash cans. <laughs> That's the first thing Coop blamed the game on, those daggone black socks. And so it doesn't matter. I mean, that stuff, you know, even that the, their backup quarterback talking crazy, that yeah. stuff only matters as you're preparing. What it does is it makes you focus on preparation. And that's why you play better. But this Buckeye team is just as hungry. These are a bunch of no-name guys. We're yeah. talking about them now. But they've got a chip on their shoulder, and it's going to show up in Norman. Uh, Stan mentioned the backup quarterback. We'll get to those Austin Kendall comments coming wow. up. We got news about uh, an annual event, though, during Michigan Week that I'm going to get to next. We are back at Bucks Line. Buckeyes getting ready for the showdown in Norman, Oklahoma. 7.30 Saturday. It'll be on Fox 28. We'll have the best Buckeye coverage early show. Dave, Jeff Rapp uh, going to be starting. Uh, actually, it'll be Josh. Dave's not there. Sorry. That's okay. It's my mom's birthday. She turns 90 on Monday. Josh, and, hey. uh, and that's awesome. That's a good reason to miss. And uh, Jeff are going to be on starting at 2 and then at 5, the best Buckeye coverage pregame show. We lead you up to the game, after the game, during the game. Just keep us tuned in, and we'll get it going for you. I got an email uh, a week ago from Dennis asking about the Beat Michigan tailgate said it's a home game for Ohio State, Michigan. Are you having the Beat Michigan tailgate? Right now we have Lynn Bruce, Earl's daughter, who is uh, in the house. And Lynn has been the organizer of this thing. And you can answer that question for Dennis. Is there a Beat Michigan tailgate this year? Oh, absolutely. We're very excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, there's some changes from in the past, though. Uh, most specifically the location, right? Right. This year we're going to be at Huntington Park, and it's going to be a real tailgate with live music and a bunch of fun games and um, live auction, silent auction. Uh, it's it's going to be awesome this year. All right. It's the Friday before the Michigan game. I don't have a calendar in front of me. Do you know the date? Uh, it's the 25th, Friday tw- the 25th. Friday the 25th. Usually starts around 10.30. Actually, this year we're going to go from 11 to 2. We're going to have um, beer. So it's going to be a real tailgate. That is a real tailgate. And um, (laughs) I'm looking at Stan right now because we're going to have a gladiator competition. Oh, there you go. Where people are going to be able to uh, come up and pay a little money and see if they can knock Stan off the uh, gladiator pole. I like that. I've been getting in shape just for that. (laughs) I've been doing my insanity just for that. Have you called like Russell Crowe and got any tips or anything (laughs) like that? Yeah, you should do that. That's right. So uh, is the website BeatMichiganTailgate.org? Dot com. Dot com. Yep. BeatMichiganTailgate.com for all the information. November 25th. Again, it's at Huntington Park, a real live Beat Michigan Tailgate. And, of course, the game will be coming up the next day. Lynn, thanks, and we'll be talking, obviously, leading up to it quite a bit. So uh, that is coming up. Put it on your calendar. Be there. It is a 
a great event, and it benefits the Earl and Jean Bruce Alzheimer's Research Fund. Now, uh, we mentioned Austin Kendall. He's a backup quarterback at Oklahoma. Why he was on a TV show? Because uh, <laughs> Baker was busy. I, uh, I don't know. It will be his last. I, I think probably. <laughs> I'm sure Bob Stoops isn't happy about it. But we have the tape of what he said on Sooner Sports here. What have you seen of the Buckeyes so far? What kind of stands out whenever you prepare for them? Uh, I think they have really basic defense. And, uh, I mean, I think we can go out there and, I mean, Baker, I mean, he'll light them up. And uh, I'm, really, I'm really looking forward to it. If my number's called, I mean, I think I can, I can do the same. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the game. It's going to be really exciting. Wow. So if you're a Buckeye defensive player, Stan, how soon do you think that, that, uh, that word got to you? It, sure. was on, it was on social media sure and got circulating right. in a hurry. Sure, I got some right away. The, 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 question, the real question is, do they care? Right? It's a guy that's not even going to play. The only time he plays is if Baker gets hurt or once we're blowing them out. So, so I'm not sure guys are really going to worry about that. But, but all that bulletin board material does is help you focus through the week. Because now, you know, guys are talking loose or reckless, as they say. So it lets you focus. But when a backup is saying things like that, it doesn't have as big an impact if it was Baker Mayfield himself or Samaj P. Ryan. Now, now that, that would wake you up a little bit. And, and there is some truth in this statement. We do have somewhat of a basic vanilla defense. It's not like we run a bunch of elaborate blitzes or a bunch of twists up front. Haven't had to. We just got a bunch of dogs up there (laughs) that get the job done. So the question is, in that basic defense, can you do what you want to do? And what I saw two weeks ago against Houston, another basic defense, they didn't do what they wanted to do that week. So so I don't think the guys are too worried about it. But anything that allows us to focus on this moment and not look past this week and do everything we can to be – Thoroughly prepared for this game, I think, will just help us in the long run. Bill, from a coaching standpoint, you're Luke Fickle and you hear about that. Does he address that with the guys um, in meetings or whatever? No, he will not say a word. But it's like an early Christmas present. What will happen, there will be a huge quotation sign in the locker room. You don't have to say a word. But as the players walk by it and get their gear for practice, they'll say, oh. So it'll be up and it will be red. And it's like one of the who I don't know who it was Larry the Cable Guy or Ron White. You can't fix stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how Coach Conley dealt with it. He'd be running through the locker room. The red coats are coming. The red coats are coming. He'd be talking about that quote all week. He wouldn't let you. I'd wear that horse out. I'd be driving that horse all week. From a media availability standpoint, uh, Dave, we were both wondering why was this kid uh, being interviewed in the first place? Ridiculous. And you and I have both discussed this before. There are times when we've wanted to talk to Ohio State athletes and that we are not allowed to talk to athletes, and that's because Ohio State sports. Sports Information Department does a great job of knowing which athletes are going to say the right thing. And not that they're trying to get them to say the right thing. They don't want them to say the wrong thing. This kid clearly should not have been cleared to be in that situation because in today's media world, what happens is exactly what you saw. It's on a coach's show type situation, and bang, in a heartbeat, it's in Columbus, Ohio. That stuff didn't happen when Stan played, and I'm not sure TV was around when Bill played. But, but <laughs> hey, Morse code was around. It didn't, Morse code was around. It didn't happen like that. Now that kind of stuff gets to Columbus, Ohio, almost as soon as it's out of his mouth, and their sports information department has to have a better idea of what each player is capable of saying so that it doesn't happen like that. I think that's a great point about how information travels. It's like probably being on one of our local shows here, Channel 10, Wall to Wall, right? right? So the kid doesn't expect it to go viral. 
But but this is also, I think, a bigger picture about coaches trying to protect the team too much, right? Because typically that probably would have been Baker Mayfield in that moment having that discussion. But we don't want our starters talking this week. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah. But we've got an obligation to the media and the press to roll somebody out. So send the kid out that hasn't had the opportunity yet to talk in front of the media because he hasn't played a down yet. And that's what happens. I mean, kid doesn't know what to say. He wants to say good things about his team and then rolls himself in there personally like he might have a real opportunity. So, so I think that's also a byproduct of coaches trying to protect the team a little too much. Well, you know what's happened? In, really, I can talk about Ohio State for the last 20 years. You know, under Coach Cooper, under uh, Coach Tressel, and I'm sure under Coach Meyer. Actually, our SID people would come in and give a talk to our football team about what things to say and what things not to say so you avoid the situation we're just talking about right now. Right. Sometimes kids just are kids and they make mistakes. And and if you listen to that, I mean, when, when we heard it, I I just think the kid's on TV nervous and he just he just blurts it out. And, uh, you know, he probably will learn a hard lesson, I it's, would imagine. It's the way you phrase it, too. Last week, Philip Montgomery said, we're not going up there just to show up. We're going up there to win. Like, the way he phrased it didn't sound cocky. This right. sounds cocky. Yeah. It Light is. it up. You better believe yeah, it's that's, cocky. That's he said, and if I get the chance, I'm going to do the same thing as what the boy said. <laughs> now, I did hear that something about maybe he grew, his dad was a big Buckeye fan. That is correct. Had he, been it, to bowl games yeah. and whatnot. And, uh, they're, like, actually Columbus natives like his dad is. So he's, so he's probably a little bitter. Yeah, a little bitterness that, there. That yeah. the scholarship yeah. offer didn't go his way. Yeah. And he just couldn't control himself right. at that moment. That is potentially true. All right, we're going to talk more about this big game coming up right now. And welcome back to Bucks Line from the Buffalo Wild Wings on Bethel Road. A crowded Buffalo Wild Wings on Bethel Road. Must be a big game this week as Ohio State gets ready to play Oklahoma. 7.30 kickoff. It is on Fox 28. And, again, our best Buckeye coverage will start at 2 o'clock in the afternoon Keep us tuned in basically all day as we'll uh, get you ready for the game and then the in-game show and then afterwards Urban Myers, uh, Urban Myers comments live analysis. In fact, we're going to be on until one o'clock in the morning. So take, uh, drink some wow. caffeine there, Stan. All right, you're going to be uh, you're going to be with me. Got Stan Jackson, Bill Conley, and Dave Metzold here for Bucks Line. Full lines open if you want to join in at eight two one WTVN eight two one nine eight eight six or one eight hundred six ten WTVN. Also uh, available on Twitter, I'm at at Matt McCoy WTVN. I got uh, some good Twitter action this week. I'm going to share with you guys after the bottom hour break. Uh, second visit for Ohio State to Norman, Oklahoma. The first trip, 1983. And it's going to be 33 years to the day that Ohio State under Earl Bruce went in there and won 24-14. to And uh, Coach Meyer was joking this week that Earl had been by wagging his finger at him. That we beat him by throwing to John Frank, to the, the tight end. So maybe Marcus Waugh. <laughs> We'll get a catcher, too. But these are – the AP came out, Bill, with the preseason 80-year rankings. They used a formula of how often teams were ranked, how often they were number one, and came up with the over 80 years, best two programs, Ohio State one, Oklahoma two. This is just a fun game for college football, isn't it? Oh, oh exactly right. And people have been talking about it a long time. They've been talking about it for over a year, Matt. I mean, this is one that, that – here's the amazing thing, though. Why would not ESPN have that as their game day? I know. That is amazing. They're at they're Louisville, Florida Louisville. State. Well, I think the only thing I could figure it's is it's not it's their Fox. game. It's on Fox. Since the game's on yeah, Fox. Yeah, jealousy, but jealousy, But they've, they've jealousy. done that before where right. they've gone, even though it's not been on there. I, I was surprised, too. Yeah. Well, those are two top ten teams there. It and, is. And Louisville's quarterback has gotten, like, computer game numbers. He's been ridiculous. It's been ridiculous. I can see why they're gone. But, I mean, I, I think it speaks volumes about college football, right? I mean, 
and how much this means to people and that it is a good thing. You know, Oklahoma hadn't won a national championship in a long time. haven't even been close. So the fact that they were ranked that high, I think yeah, tells that's you surprised me. how great they've yeah. been over the years. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, you know, they have, I think, uh, Ohio State has eight national titles. They have seven. Ohio State has seven Heisman Trophy winners. They have five. I mean, it is, Dave, got, up and down the line, tradition rich. Right. You got Bud Wilkinson. You got Woody Hayes. You got Sam yeah. Bradford. You got Troy Smith. You got, I mean, you could go almost man for man, and that's what makes this thing really attractive. And when you're looking around for things to do as a trip, you're like, oh, I want to go, go see the Masters or I want to go see a World Series game. If you're a college football fan, you want to see a matchups like this just to see those two teams on the field at the same time. They don't happen very often, and it's going to be a really special weekend in Norman. You probably want to wait till next year to watch it here. I By the way, Stan, yeah, that's true. Sure said they, ha- they haven't been close. They were in the national title game in 08, and they made the final four last year. They got thumped. <laughs> I would say that that's close, though. That's it's not, not like they're all in, all in horseshoes and hair grenades. If you don't make it to the last game, it doesn't matter. It was, they got thumped by Clemson and got thumped in 08. And you know, here's something that's different today, though, than it was even just about 15 years ago. If you look at, at Oklahoma, you look at Nebraska, you look at all those teams, they get so many players out of the state of Texas. Well, let's, let's face it, the Texas schools have been pretty good, too. Right. You, know, you look at all those Texas schools, they're all recruiting the same base. Now, Texas, population-wise, is you know bigger than Ohio. But in terms of talent, the talent level is pretty equal. But the great thing Urban Meyer's done, and really most of the head coaches at Ohio State, you've kind of kept that fence around the state of Ohio, keep them at home. Uh, we have seen some new faces make big impressions early this season. Who's made the biggest impression? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Back. We're going to talk about that coming up next on Bucks Line. Back after this on News Radio 610 WTVN, home of the best Buckeye coverage. And welcome back to Bucks Line as we continue here at the Buffalo Wild Wings on Bethel Road. Matt McCoy along with Stan Jackson, Bill Conley, and Dave Metzold as we talk Buckeye football with you. You can be part of the show again by calling 821-WTVN, 821-9886, or 1-800-610-WTVN. I'm going to get to uh, Andre in just a moment. You can also join us on Twitter. I'm at, at Matt McCoy WTVN, and this is uh, on Twitter from Mitchell, guys. Uh, so much talent, wondering which new Buckeye has impressed you the most after two weeks. Let's just go down the line. Stan, who would your nominee be? Oh, that's easy for me. That's on a defensive end. Malik T.J. Hooker <laughs> locking him up. Pick six last week. The athletic plays that he's making. The break that he made on an interception is just remarkable. To go that far to see it that early, you know, I'm not sure whether or not he was within the scheme, but making that play was outstanding. He is by far, in my opinion, been the most exciting newcomer this year you agree bill yeah i do i think he is the one guy and then 
the three-headed monster, the WWS Express. Yeah. You got to talk about Weber Wilson and Samuel. Those guys are special. They, and they, they, they're all one big weapon with three different heads on. I mean, they, they all have the ability to score every time they touch Real the ball. quick regarding Hooker, you mentioned uh, that uh, the article in the dispatch, and the guys were talking this week about how much they enjoy, like, looking at film. That pick stands talking about, it looked to me like he knew that play was coming. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that stuff like that, getting a break like that, Bill, comes from film study, doesn't it? It exactly does because what you do, you check, you know, when you're a defensive back, you really study where those receivers line up. The pattern is often dictated by where they line up. So if they're a little bit inside the hash as compared to three yards inside the hash or a little bit outside the hash, you know there's only certain routes that can be run. And so it gives you a big jump on the football. Well, and if you're watching said film, you get tendencies. Absolutely. So every time they're in this formation, this play occurs. Every time they're in that formation. And so you see it, especially early in the season when, you know, you're going to play one game. And so, yeah, it's not only that, knowing their leverage, whether they're going in or out, but it's knowing what formation determines what play. And then the next thing, the next key is the quarterback because he's always going to give it away, right? And and he was staring down receivers last week, and that gave him a a great opportunity to jump on the ball. It was a great play. Malik Hooker's the obvious one. Mike Jordan's another one. Yeah. But has Tyler Durbin missed yet? He I has don't not. Think Tyler Durbin has missed anything yet. <laughs> he has this not. guy, I, I mean, you'd say he's a kicker, Dave. Come on, but yeah, he hasn't exactly. missed. He's a walk-on who has earned a scholarship. He's a fifth-year guy. He's like, wow, this story is just keeps getting better and better. That's his job, I, Dave. I hope his job exactly is to right. make kicks. I hope. Well, and you could argue one job to do. Malik Hooker's job is to pick <laughs> off passes and take them back to the end zone, and he's doing a pretty damn good That's job of that good. too. Well, High I'll tell you, there. in a game like this week where you're on the road and kicks may right. be important, that young man's got a little more pressure than he's had the last couple of weeks when they've had comfortable leads and he's kicking. Matt, here's the good news: we've had a hundred thousand for the spring game. He's yeah. been in big yeah. crowds before. Right. He'll be all right. That's right. All right, let's go to Andre. Andre's been waiting for like a half hour, and I apologize. I didn't realize you were on hold. Uh, technical glitch here, but we got it fixed. Andre, you're up on 610 WTVN. No problem, guys. No problem. I enjoyed listening to you guys while I was on hold, man. All right, great. Hey, one guy that you forgot about, man. The guy came out of nowhere. He's been in the program a long time, but that's Joe Berger. He's been playing outstanding. Oh, I agree with that, and he's had to play because of uh, the injury to Dante Booker. But uh, – he and uh, Baker have both, Jerome Baker, have filled in nicely there. Yes, sir. Uh, what, a couple of things, uh, you, uh, Dave just talked about it. I um, wanted to know if you guys think that Urban Meyer's plan was fire. I don't know what he has against uh, Sean Nuremberger, man. This is the second year in a row that basically a guy, a walk-on, is basically taking his place. And guys that don't even have scholarships to kick the football at Ohio State, um, you know, as far as, you know, Durbin, you know, like I said, he's only, what, kicked two field goals, so say two for two is perfect. Yeah, that's true. He hadn't missed an extra point yet. Well, part of the issue, Andre, <laughs> the part of the issue was they were kind of forced into it because Nuremberger hurt his knee during yeah. camp. Right. So, I understand. So yeah. I think that has uh, – and right now he hasn't beaten him out yet, at least. I mean, we'll see Saturday. But uh, it seems like it's Durbin's job right now. So. And, and the other, other uh, thing I had a question about it, and I, I told you know I talked to you guys about this before in the last couple of weeks. This is a game that makes me nervous because Oklahoma. I've I've, I've watched both of their games. Um, obviously, I don't have all eleven, all eleven like the coaches do, or whatever. But I watched both of their games like a couple times a piece. Their wide receivers don't scare me. Their wideouts are are pretty pretty basic. 
And it's obvious to me what the game plan is going to be. Pound the football in between those young tackles, make them make a play, and uh, just you lean on those two big guys, Mixon and P. Ron. But it kind of encouraged me that, you know, Stan was saying that uh, P. Ron may be a little bit banged up. But I'm still concerned. Ray, Ray Quad McMillan, if he has 15 tackles in this game, I think the Buckeyes win. Go Bucks. That would be great. Uh, yeah, they, they do have excellent running backs. Mixon and P. Ron, we talked about the passing game and uh, Baker Mayfield, but they're averaging over five yards a carry. One long ago that P. Ryan had that monster game where he set an NCAA record with 400 yards. So they do, I mean, you think of Oklahoma, you think of Baker Mayfield, but they like to run the football. Well, here's the other part. It's going to be the biggest offensive line we face. I think their smallest guys like 305 or something like that on their offensive front. So you have good running backs and you have a big offensive line. So it will be a physical test up front for the Buckeyes to be able to handle big guys like that. Bill, we talked about that last week. Did you see enough last Saturday to see growth there, see maturity there, especially with Sprinkle out of the lineup? Yeah, I did because, again, they held him, I think, to 61 total rushing yards. You know, I think and we're giving up, I think, about 61 per game average. I mean, but, but I got to say this, Oklahoma's defense has done the same thing. They're not giving up many rushing yards either. But, uh, you know, I think really they're getting better. I think the defensive front's getting better. I think linebacker play is, is much improved. And uh, I tell you what, everybody's talking about this maybe being a high-scoring game, and it could be, but I'll tell you what, when you take two big powerhouses, you know, up front, it's going to be physical up there. It might be a lot uh, closer, and it might not be as high-scoring game as some people think. Well, our defense has been lights out. I mean, yep. the, the two teams they face, even though we are a better football program, these teams have been great on offense. I mean, Bowling Green and both yep. Tulsa have averaged over 40 points a game last year. And even coming into that game, Tulsa threw the ball around in week one. And for us to hold them completely without a score, out of touchdown, is really impressive. Even especially when the next week you have Oklahoma. So I think it tells you about the focus of this football team. And, uh, you know, look, I agree. I think up front we've got to be better. If you look at the Houston game, the one thing they were able to do was put pressure on Baker Mayfield. They hit him a lot. And then they smacked Samaj P. Ryan and put him out of the game in the second half. So that was a difference maker. So the key is to just get to the quarterback. So whether that's a linebacker off the edge or a defensive end, which makes it easier because your linebackers could then cover and play in space, it's going to be important to put pressure on him. You can't allow a good team with a quality quarterback for him to feel comfortable in the pocket and pick you apart. We've got to get after him and hit him a few times because he's a different player after he gets hit hard to face. And I'll tell you a place where that Buckeye defense grew up a little bit Saturday was in a tighter game than anybody anticipated early. They come up with a big goal line stand. That gave them a lot of confidence. Backs against the wall in a game that was still like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Why is this game so close? Exactly right. Here's the one thing that the Buckeyes are going to have to face, which they haven't. You have two receivers for Oklahoma. They're bu- that are 6'5", Mead and Andrews. Yeah. So, you know, it gets to be a jump ball situation. You know, advantage goes to the taller guy. So we're going to have to do a great job, especially if we're playing some man-to-man coverage, of being able to handle a tall receiver. I guess you didn't see the locker, the, the ladder in Malik's backpack that he takes on the field. The kid climbing the ladder two weeks Well, Andrews, uh, Andrews kind of plays kind of like a tight end, and so that is going to be a difficult matchup for Ohio State. Guy's averaging – I mean, last year, I think he averaged like 16 yards a catch. He's averaging like 30 yards a catch this year. So he's their big play guy, their touchdown guy, too. Uh, real quick, before the break, let's take uh, John here who's been waiting. John, you're up on 610 WTVN. Yeah. Hey, uh, Bill, uh, I tell you, out there in Vegas, they think it's going to be a high-scoring game. The over-unders, about 64 and a half. And uh, high State's, well, I think we're one-and-a-half-point favorite now, so they must – 
feel it's going to be a blowout, but uh, my question is to Stan, do uh, uh, you think uh, uh, Oklahoma can beat us uh, playing a 3-4 defense? Because I tell you, when I saw them play uh, Houston, there are so many leaks in that defense that you call a plumber to fix it. <laughs> All right, Stan, what do you think? Because you pointed out before the game that this style of offense, and thanks for the call, John, has given them problems. Houston, Clemson, Ohio State, all similar styles. Right, because all, all quarterbacks are very similar, too. They do a great job of the zone read, and, and they do a good job of distributing the ball so they don't force it in anywhere. And JT is as good as anybody in the country. Look, the 3-4 is designed for a couple of things. One, to get more athletic linebackers on the field that can make plays in space. So traditionally, it's probably pretty good against the spread. But if you can run the ball because they only got three big bodies, then that's going to help you. And so we've done a fantastic job of trying to figure out how to run the ball with both Weber, right? And, uh, and so, yeah, I do think there's some opportunities for us to run the ball. But the catalyst is JT Barrett. I mean, he is really the guy because the way he reads the zone read, the way he makes sure he throws the ball to the open guy uh, is sensational. So the key is making sure that our offensive line understands that defense and they don't get confused about who the blitzer is. Now, what we used to do historically was just designate one guy as the pass rusher. Pick the guy that rushes the most and designate that guy. Now, a team like Wisconsin, they do a good job of mixing it up. Two guys rush a lot, but you pick one, the line takes that, those three and one, that's four, the backs take the next guy. And that way we're not confused. And if one of the other linebackers blitz, that's now the quarterback and the back's responsibility. That's how you, you, you make it easier for the offensive line to see who's coming on a blitz. Yeah, exactly right, because when you're not going to sit there just with three linemen. You're going to move those guys all around and just a stand saying you're going to bring linebackers off the edge. You're going to stack them and then, you know, have a linebacker going way, lineman going the other way, and to try to confuse the blocking schemes. And right. that's what they're going to have to try to do against a young Ohio State lineman. Let, you know, look at the teams that, that Oklahoma goes up against. You know, they're going to see Texas. They're going to see Texas Tech. They're going to see TCU. They're going to see Kansas State. Baylor. And, and Baylor. I mean, uh, you know, teams that, you know, usually do score a lot of points. And I think that the advantage, I think, for Ohio State is we take so much pride in defensive football, Midwest defensive football, that all of a sudden, that things, I don't think that scoreboard's going to be, you know, like a slot machine running up scores. Uh, I think it's going to be a really physical football game up front. Well, here's another thing. I mean, it, when you name those teams in the Big 12, very few of them run a power run offense. And we spread you out, but Coach Meyer is pretty plain about it's a power run game, whether it's the back or the quarterback. And that changes things when your offense is in a spread and you don't face a power run in your conference. So now playing a team that's going to run the way we do between the tackles is going to be a problem for them. Well, they have stopped the run so far this year. Bill, you pointed that out earlier, and Coach Meyer mentioned this week we've got to find a way to run the ball and be balanced. And usually Ohio State finds a way to run the football. we got to take a break. We're back after this on Bucks Line on 610 WTVN. Bucks Line from the Buffalo Wild Wings on Bethel Road. Great crowd tonight. Buckeyes, Oklahoma, 730 Fox 28. Our best Buckeye coverage early show will start at 2. We'll take you all the way through the game. I got uh, Stan Jackson, Bill Conley, and Dave Metzold here with you. Uh, and we have a special guest. You never know who's going to show up when we're on the air doing one of our broadcasts. We had Mike Pence. We're, we're doing the pregame show before Bowling Green and Secret Service people are coming around. And Mike Pence, the Republican vice presidential candidate, ended up joining us. Last week, Maurice Hall came by. Bill go. recruited nice. him to Ohio State. He promised. He promised, too. And, when he wins his first Oscar, I get a walk on he the red carpet. He did say that. He right, did right. say that. Making a living in L.A. But here joining us tonight, everybody give a round of applause. Zach Smith, wide receiver coach for Ohio State, is here with his family, enjoying time. And I imagine 
Stan, the receivers are a very important part of the game plan on Saturday. You better believe it. After the offensive linemen, the receivers are the best friend for a quarterback. And JT Barrett has been able to spread the ball around like nobody else because these guys are getting open and they're playing well. And Zach's doing a wonderful job with them. And if you don't think receivers are important, just go ask Clayton Thorson at Northwestern what happens when you don't have guys to throw the ball to downfield. I mean, they are an important component to what we do and we've recruited some of the best, and we are getting the best out of these guys. It's going to be fun watching them on Saturday. And Bill, we've talked every week. The depth at that position right now, the competition to get on the field and play is as good as I've ever, ever remembered it. Not only is it as good, is that the coaches have a lot of confidence in, in all of those players. And, again, JT's worked so hard with them in the offseason, not just in spring practice, August camp, and all those things. I mean, he's been a great mentor for those guys. And, you know, the tie-in, Stan will tell you this, it's the timing. Knowing when they're going to break the route at just the right depth and at just the right time is so crucial and add to it curtis samuel who made a big catch last week to set up mike weber's touchdown he is also a threat to catch the football and one who i think will be important this weekend well i tell you coach you you make a great point because historically or traditionally you get two or three guys and you roll with them right they get the bulk of the time they get the throws the fact that we roll so many guys through i think matt you're right it's a testament to the talent that you have there and i think the coaches realize let's play them all and let's see who has a hot hand, and then we'll go with that guy. It's going to be cool for Zach tonight because he can flip on the TV or stay here and watch it on the big screens. And the Jets are playing an undrafted free agent, Jalen Marshall, who he coached is uh, on that roster. On so my fantasy team. Talk about a coach who's doing a hell of a job. He's sitting, sitting right over there. So. Hey, hey, Matt, I got a question. I got a question. Yes. What is the weather forecast? You know, that's, that's grass field. That's not our artificial turf. That's the Gaylord Family Memorial Stadium out there, you know. Is it going to be storming in Norman? I think it will. It was storming in Columbus last week. What's the story? Uh, well, we'll have to check the. Uh, I haven't got my weather.com app out. That's right. So. <laughs> All right, Buckeyes, Oklahoma. We'll talk about that coming up. Second hour of Bucks Line after this on six ten WTBF. And welcome back to Bucks Line Hour Number Two here at the Buffalo Wild Wings on Bethel Road. Great crowd on hand tonight. And why not? Big game, biggest in the non-conference season at least, as Ohio State takes on Oklahoma, seven thirty. Fox 28, we're on the air at 2 with the best Buckeye coverage early show. Jeff Rapp will be with Josh Seeds because Dave's uh, celebrating his mom's 90th birthday. Well-deserved. Then at uh, 4, last hour of that show, Bill Conley's going to join them. Then at 5, Bill's going to hang around with Stan Jackson, Jeff Logan, and me. We're going to take you up to kickoff after the game. Join us, best Buckeye coverage post-game show. Urban Meyer's comments live, analysis, and, of course, your phone calls. It is a, a very good weekend, by the way, in college football. The top three teams in the AP poll, for the first time since 1999, are playing ranked teams on the road. You got Alabama, number one, at number 19, Ole Miss. Number two, Florida State, at number 10, Louisville. And number three, Ohio State, at number 14, Oklahoma. And, Bill, I mean, I know it's only week three, but this is one of those weekends that could kind of shape what we see in December and that uh, when there comes time to pick the four teams for the playoff. Oh, exactly right. You know, you got a situation for, you know, Louisville is explosive. I mean, they can score a bunch of points. Great quarterback down there. Uh, you know, the, here's the thing about the Mississippi-Alabama game. You know, about three years ago, I think Mississippi had one of the most outstanding recruiting classes they in did. the country. And I said, that is the team to beat for the future. But it seems like they can't ever play for four quarters. They'll play great for a half or three quarters, but it's tough for them to finish the job. So I, I believe that game's at Ole Miss. It, it is at Ole Miss. They, so beat, be they, a, they have been a thorn. I, I got to believe yep. Bama's going to win because they lost to him two years in a row, and I can't imagine Coach Saban 
is not going to have his guys ready to go. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, that now, at Ole Miss, that crowd will that be, will be, be difficult crazy. sight. That's crazy. right. Well, you know. I- Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get your point, but I'm not sure I agree with you. About right? what? About this game could set the stage for what happens this after this weekend. Because if you go back, Alabama lost this game last year. Yep. Right? Uh, Oklahoma lost early in the season. I think. I guess for Oklahoma, right, it could. Right. If they're out, if if Ohio State wins. If Oklahoma, you can cross them off the list. Notre Dame, Michigan State, you're done. Right. right. So, yeah, there are a couple teams where you can get knocked out, but if you're undefeated at this point. You're right. And you lose it. Like Ohio State goes on the road, you lose by three at Oklahoma, and they go out and win the rest of their games, and you win the Big Ten, you still got a compelling argument to get in unless Houston's undefeated. So, so I think a part of it is you do set the stage going forward whether or not you're desperate or, or whether or not you can sort of play loose and, and go. But there's a lot that could happen. And, look, don't forget, Houston's got Cincinnati, undefeated Tonight. Cincinnati. They're not ranked. But I watched them against uh, Purdue a week ago. They're not a bad football team. Yeah. And, Dave, I mean, you know, if you're – I mean, to Stan's point, I mean, I remember do, being, doing the postgame show in 2014 after Virginia Tech. Oh. We thought the sky was falling. And, yep. uh, what, two, three months later, they're in the playoff and winning a national championship. Right. So it's not necessarily do or die for Ohio State. But it does make the road tougher down the road. Saw the same thing after the national championship year. Well, the Buckeyes are done. They saw the same thing when they went to play uh, LSU in the national championship game. Ah, now this season. Oh yeah, that one. And I remember Bill was with us then, and we're singing California, here we come after they beat Michigan because we thought they were going to the Rose Bowl. Then five teams lose the next weekend. That amazing. They made the national title game. And and the way college football is now, man, you just buckle up. By the time you hit October, you're okay. We're hitting the stride. And then November. It all gets jumbled up again. That's what's great about it. Yeah, it's not so much a matter if you lose. It's when you lose. Right. Uh, if you're going to lose, lose early. Yeah. La- last year, that was the killer for Ohio State. Well, I mean, I think they were one of the four best teams, but they lost second to last no, week. No question season. about it. It's double elimination early. It's single elimination late. Yeah. And point. so, you know, you get to November. I think uh, Coach Bruce always talks about pretenders and contenders in November. So you cannot lose a game in November. And, if you think about Ohio State's schedule, as tough as this one is, in November it hadn't been oh, easy the man. last two years. Hey, no question about it. All right, let's go to the phones. Phil's been waiting for like a half hour. Uh, sorry to make you wait, Phil. You're up on 610 WTV. Hey, that, that's all right, gentlemen. Every, how's everything? You know, this is going to be a, a, a really fun game to watch. I, and I think that, uh, you know, this, this uh, second-tier, second-string quarterback that said we play a basic defense. Well, Coach Conley, uh, when things start going downhill, don't all coaches want to get back to basics? I mean, right. come on. Well, you know what? That's the thing about it. If you're good at the basics and the fundamentals of the game, and, you know, you've got some speed and you've got some talent, 
you don't want to do a lot of different things and put yourself in a situation where if you make a bad move or call a bad uh, blitz or something like that, all of a sudden gives the other team a chance to get in a big play. So as basic, as basic as you can play it with a few twists in there is what you want to do. Well, you know, the offense is fun. We've got a, we got a very good offense. Urban Myers, uh, he's excited about all the wideouts and receivers we have now and everything. But we've got some really young guys on defense that's been taught by some very good guys that are gone. And, and last week I noticed a guy by the name of Landers had a pretty good game. And he's You're right. Redshirt Ro- freshman. Yep. Robert and, Landers, you know, got, I mean, we were talking about the defensive tackles early. He may – I mean, I, I don't know if he separated himself, but – he, you know, Davon Hamilton, Draymond Jones, but out of those three, I thought Landers had the best game last week. Listen, well, you know, we got we got three three good defensive guys now with Shiano and Pickle and, and Combs. Uh, they're doing a good thing. Shiano's a very aggressive guy when he was at Rutgers, and I noticed, I watched him a lot. He's a tough character, and I think our guys are reflecting that. Uh, I, I just believe that. Uh, the, the defense is going to carry this game for the Buckeyes, clearly. Yeah. I, I, I say it no other way because if the other team can't score, they can't win. Yeah, that basic defense is uh, is maybe the difference maker. Right, and it can't leave out Coach Johnson. I mean, he's done a phenomenal job since he's been here. Oh, yes, absolutely. i, I got to be honest. I'm, like, I'm not sure I, could, I would be recruited by this program. <laughs> I mean, so you always have misses. But we're, now we're having more hits when it comes to recruiting than I ever remember. I mean, we missed on a lot. A lot of top-ranked guys coming out of high school, you never know. Because if you're the biggest, strongest guy in high school, nobody wants to hit you. Then you get to the level where everybody's willing to hit you, things change. But most of these guys, you talk about a redshirt freshman going out there and playing so well to be so young. We've we got more hits now on the recruiting trail than we've ever had. And, and guys are ready to play. They're just waiting for an opportunity. Just because you're on the bench here at Ohio State doesn't mean you're a scrub. It just means you got a dynamic All-American in front of you. Well, and just like you right. saw a perfect example at Akron last week, Stan. Right. You know, there's some guys that had been here and stuff like that for various reasons. Now they're playing for the Zips up there and, and playing pretty good football. I talked about this on Saturday, Stan. You were here, but I, t- I talked to Tony Alford last week, and he said when they're recruiting players – Talent, size, speed, all big, but competitiveness. If a kid's not competitive, if a kid doesn't want to fight for his job and fight to prove that he's the best on the field, then Ohio State doesn't really want to have anything to do with them because it's going to be damn competitive once they get on that practice field out there. That's a huge part of what you're talking about. Phil, anything else? Yeah, one last thing. You know, in 77, they came here and ruined our parade. It rained on it pretty hard that day. <laughs> yes. I believe on Shaman. Yes. Uh, we, owe, we owe them one on the road. And we both, we got two Ohio coaches in this game, but we got the best one. Yeah, that's so I'll right. see you guys next week. All right, thanks very much. That's Good Phil, point. who's usually here. Um, that is an interesting coaching matchup. And Coach Meyer talked this week. And Dave, he does this a lot, speaks admirably about the other coach. But he did a lot this week. Um, and I think it's genuine is what I'm trying to get. With Bob Stoops. He thinks right. highly of him, and um, obviously he's 1-0 against him winning the national title when Florida beat them. And it is an interesting coaching matchup. If you look at the game notes, active coaches, highest winning percentage. Urban Meyer is 1, and Bob Stoops is 3. You talk about the cradle of coaches, you know, the Northeast Ohio corridor, the Stoops brothers and Tress, and uh, obviously Urban Meyer. But, you know, the, the rip on Bob Stoops for a long time has been an Ill, inability to win that big game, win that big national title, win that big one. When it really matters, Urban Meyer has not had that collar on him. You Stoops, know? Stoops is one in difference. three, I believe, when he in uh, championship games. Yeah, I think, so, that, I think sometimes that's a little unfair, games. right? Because when you're in a big game, 
the other team you're playing is really Pretty good, good too. too. Yeah. And right. the odds of you losing are probably 50 well, That became Tress's rap after, I mean, he won in 02, but then, oh, look, look at what happens when they get to the big hey, listen, game. I lived it. We play a lot of big games. <laughs> I'm sure a lot. It happens. It happens when there's talent on the other side. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, Dan, uh, Dan, you're up next here on 610 WTVN. Hi, question. Um, Curtis Samuel's been very dynamic. Um, do you think, given the, that we have a lot of athletes, uh, do you think we can get him enough touches that he can be in the same league as like a Christian McCaffrey? Because I think there's a lot of similarities between those two. Bill, I mean, you, you talk about the train. Thanks for the call, Dan. You, you talk about uh, Curtis Samuel being part of your, what is your express? Uh, uh, WWS Express. WWS. Absolutely. Wilson, Webb, and, uh, uh, Weber, and Weber, Weber and Samuel Express. Well, you, you know, here's yeah. the thing. Because all those guys are good, it's tough to defend one. That's why a guy can become a great player. Because when you have that many weapons, you got to try to defend. I mean, it's, it's not like you can put two guys on that guy. You go stop him. That ain't going to be able to happen because somebody else will burn you. And that's, that's what makes the offense so explosive right now. Anybody has a chance of making a big play. Well, I think he had 20-plus touches week one, right? And so it tells you what can happen. But you make a great point. The only time you can guarantee he's going to get the ball is if you're going to hand it to him or it's a bubble screen or some screen where it's going directly because your quarterback really determines where the ball should go based on what the defense gives. That's what we want. We want our quarterback – to take what they give. And when he's doing that, we're at a very high level. So to think that one guy is really going to be dominant on offense like that is probably a little difficult because you have so many quality receivers and backs out there. Weber's got to touch the ball. And, and by the way, JT's going to run a little bit too. So what we want is we just want the quarterback to throw the ball to the open guy and then let that guy make plays. And I think week to week we may see different guys stepping up. I thought Dontrell Wilson – has been as good as any of them, right? A guy, talk about a story of redemption after battling through some of the injuries, the expectation ridiculously high for him as a freshman, and now he looks like a key component to what we're going to do offensively. So right. JT Barry is the catalyst behind what we do. And as long as he takes what the defense gives, we're going to be fine. You're going to see other guys emerge. And don't forget that Wildcat formation, too, where you can throw Curtis back there or Dontrell back there and have those guys take that direct snap. That adds a whole new wrinkle to it that they've got to think about. And Dontre Wilson is finally healthy, too. Remember right. that. I mean, for a speedster, knock on wood, for a speedster to have a foot injury, I mean, you talk about taking away a weapon, uh, and, th- and that is a major weapon of his. Real quick, before we hit the break here, you mentioned comparing him to Christian McCaffrey. I had a tweet from Larry Buck who said, people are comparing Curtis Samuel to Percy Harvin. He's more Reggie Bush to me. So now he's been compared to Percy Arvin, <laughs> Reggie Bush, and Christian McCaffrey. All right. Pretty good company. Night. Pretty good company. <laughs> That's, right. That's not bad. Better be in New York at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, next they'll be calling him Archie. That's right. <laughs> we are, uh, are going to continue with Bucks Live. we got the open mic segment. That's coming up in about 10 minutes where we take questions from the audience here. Uh, we're back to the phones, and uh, i got some uh, Twitter mentions and also an uh, email that I want to catch up with. We'll get to that after this on 610 WTVN. We are back at the Buffalo Wild Wings on Bethel Road. A terrific crowd tonight as Ohio State gets ready for Oklahoma. And that is a 7.30 kickoff. It is in Norman. And uh, our Best Buckeye coverage early show starts at 2. Basically, tune in WTBN starting at 2 and listen all the way for the next 12 hours. And we're going to be talking Ohio State football. And we'll keep you updated, including Urban Meyer's postgame comments live and much, much more. Bill Conley. Hey, hey listen, I got a weather report. You yeah. did look it up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. About could be uh, mid-80s. 
Uh, chance of thunderstorms could be storming in Norman. That's right. But, hey, we had it this past week. Did not bother us at all. No, it didn't. The long halftime, in fact, Coach Meyer Helped said out. may have helped because they had time <laughs> to adjust things on the offensive line. Hey, so, Bill, I got one for you. I heard that the, What's that? I heard the Buckeyes are going to be eating, like, turnovers, donuts, all the way back from Norman. You know why? Why? Because they're going to raid the bakery, and they're going to raid the bakery, and they're going to raid the bakery, and they're going to come out with all the baked goods. Baker. Baker. Baker, Baker. Ah, I got it. Yeah. Wow. It's okay, I'm still working on it. It's, it's a shame I'm still I working on it. It's a shame I don't have a drum roll right Is that a work uh, in progress? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I, I think I, that died the, on the cutting room floor. We it's from the it. Bill Connolly School of Dumb Puns. <laughs> <laughs> There's no more work on that one. That one's done. All right. This I is, also uh, just took a sip of his pop instead of drinking my water. I better get out of here. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Bill needs some new pop. There are several ways to be involved in the program. Again, we'll, we'll have our open mic segment coming up after the bottom of the hour. So that's coming up in about 10 minutes for people that are here. But uh, as mentioned, you can get with me on Twitter. I'm at, at Matt McCoy WTVN or email Matt McCoy at WTVN.com. And that, uh, this comes from Nathan. Uh, hey, Matt, I've been thinking about this game a lot this week, how it will play out. I'm concerned with Ohio State's passing game. My worry is threefold. A, the inexperienced line not giving JT enough time against the veteran Sooner D-line. B, our outside receiver is getting separation consistently. And C, JT being able to thread the needle and put the ball in the right windows when the pressure is on. Other than 2014 Michigan State, I can't think of a big game where Barrett has passed Ohio State to victory. Uh, go Bucks! and this is from Nathan. Do you guys share any of those concerns that Nathan brought up? You know, I really don't. Here's why. Because JT is an athletic quarterback. And if you're having a little trouble in the straight drop back stuff, you can sprint out, option run pass. And because of, of the speed and athleticism of Ohio State, uh, I think it's one of those things where you have a variety of drop back, roll out, sprint out, bootleg play action passes and you got that whole gamut of things can't defend it all no i'm not concerned either because at the end of the day you want to win so whether it's him cracking the longest run in the history of ohio state from a quarterback in minnesota on the road to throwing it all over the place against michigan state you just want to win you want to take what the defense gives um our receivers are more than good enough to get space they i think they've shown that in the last couple weeks and it's not a young core. I mean, Dontrell Wilson has been around here. Curtis Samuels played minutes. I mean, we've been waiting for these guys to play. And then, you know, whether JT can make the throws, absolutely. That Michigan State defense a couple years ago was pretty good. One of the best in the country. The question is the offensive line. And I think at this point, if you look at their body of work the last two weeks, you got to feel pretty good about them. The adjustments we made a week ago, how well they played the first week. So, so no, you take what the defense gives. If that means we got to run the ball 50 times to win, that's what you do. If it means we got to throw it 40 times, then that's what you do. And I think JT is capable to do either one based on what the defense is giving. I think if you go into a game thinking you have to do this one thing to win, you're going to limit yourself. I think you got to go in thinking, all right, let's see which aspect of my game needs to be maybe sharpest to win. But I don't think you limit yourself to say, I have to, I have to be able to do this. I have to be able to throw it. I have to. Because if you do that, then you limit what your other options are for, for being successful. Real quick, uh, communication. You talked about the offensive line stand. Communication on Saturday. They've been practicing with crowd noise, which they normally do when they're going to a hostile environment. But three new offensive linemen. Now, you got Pat Elfline there who's seen everything, right. and so has Billy Price and JT Barrett at quarterback. But is that a concern at all? First time on the road, in a loud environment, the communication aspect. It always is, right? But there's a lot of ways for offensive lines to communicate words where you're not using words. You know, you're pointing, you're squeezing hands, you're doing other things. Uh, the quarterback will communicate a message as well. So, no, I think we'll be fine. 
figuring out how to make sure the message is translated to the offensive lineman. And when you have a veteran at quarterback and a veteran at center, they can help. And JT Barrett can help, too, with the calls. Sometimes he could take a couple steps down the line and make sure the guards and tackles hear it. And so it is a concern. But Coach Bruce says it the best. If you want to take the crowd out of it, 14 quick ones, and they'll be sitting on their hands in Norman. Excellent. Hey, you know what? And 83,000, I think, is what their stadium yeah, is. Yeah. As small beans. As or, small or beans. Or the spring game. There you, exactly. You More know that, uh, that uh, uh, 14 quick ones that in 1983 when they won up there? They went ahead 14 to nothing. You think he just says that? You think that's something he came up with? The man applies it. That's right. All right, we're back with our open mic segment coming up after the bottom of the hour news. We are at Bucks Line. It is the Buffalo Wild Wings on Bethel Road, and this is News Radio 610 WTBN. And back, final half hour of Bucks Line here. Thanks again to everybody for coming out and making us a part of your Thursday. By the way, was uh, asked during the break, next week is a bye. Do you have Bucks line? Of course we do. Uh, it is our bi-week Bucks line. So please, if you are looking for something to do on Thursday night on a non-Ohio State football weekend in the fall, come on out and join us. We are always here on Bucks line 6 to 8. Every Thursday, the exception is going to be Michigan week because that is uh, Thanksgiving. But we'll be here Friday that week. Uh, I believe it's going to be an afternoon show. We'll do Corby's show during the afternoon from uh, 3 to 7 and have a variety of guests and everything. But every other week, it's Thursday night, 6 to 8, including next week on the bye. Our open mic segment, Matt's out in the crowd. Our first question we always know comes from Joe from Hilliard. How are you, Joe? I'm doing great, Matt. How are you doing? Uh, good. He was telling me during the break that I did not steal his question. Hey, this all right. <laughs> so that is good news. He's got a question that I have not already spoiled for him. Yeah, but, uh, you know, you were talking earlier about the uh, backup quarterback from uh, Oklahoma. Yes. And I don't know where he, where he thinks he's coming off, you know, spouting that stuff about the defense. But um, Ohio State's been blessed with uh, some really good backups over the past few years. Kenny Guyton. Yes. Uh, JT Barrett was a backup before he was thrown in the starting position. And Cardell Jones took us to the national championship. This being a, um, a big game early in the season, if for some reason... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Joe Burrows was thrown in there. Do you think he is the type of uh, quarterback that could take the leadership you know, take the helms and uh, lead the offense to a victory. What do you guys think of what you've seen in the limited amount of time, Bill, from Joe Burrow? Well, I think that's the key. I mean, it's limited amount of time. You really don't know. And as we, you know, we've talked about before, when you have a, a young quarterback, new quarterback, the, the package is probably more limited, especially in the passing game part. So you might go a little more toward the running and maybe a little more of the wildcat and some things like that. But I think he, what he has done so far shows he's going to be a very, very good quarterback. Big game, though, early in the year. You don't want to put a lot of pressure on a guy like that away from home. So you're going to try to fine-tune it a little bit, have a special package ready for him. 
Well, there's no question that Joe can play. I don't know if you remember him in high school in Athens. I mean, his numbers were ridiculous. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's very careful with it. He's got a big enough arm. And he is an athletic quarterback. He can run well with the football. So, at the end of the day, your quarterback, you're only as good as your pieces around you, right? Can your offensive line play? Oh, so, now that means we can run the ball, so we'll probably stay, you know, on schedule and down a distance. It also means I'm going to be protected when I throw. Well, I think our offensive line is coming along. They can play pretty good. Are there some guys that I can throw the football to that are going to get open and catch it? Well, I think we got a lot of guys that get open and catch the ball well. So that makes it easier for anybody playing the position. But we recruited him for a reason, right? He's the backup quarterback for a reason. This young kid, Haskins, out of Northern Virginia area, is an unbelievable football player. He held him off. And then you may even say that Joe Burrows is the reason why uh, the other kid switched to wide receiver, losing his name. Torrance Gibson. Torrance Gibson. So I, I, I have no doubt that if thrown into the fire, he'll do well. Uh, is he going to be JT Barrett? No, because you, you can't replace the experience. But through the course of time, I think, you know, Coach mentioned it, we'll fit an offense around him, limit what we do, so that he feels comfortable doing it, and he can make enough plays for us to win. Joe, I have a three-part answer to yours. Number one, I did see him play in high school, and that was the thing that impressed me. I saw him play in a high school playoff game that I did for Time Warner Cable way back in the, in the dark ages. But he, his leadership is what impressed me. Now, granted, it's apples and oranges, high school and college. But at that time, in a pretty critical football game, it really stuck out. Number two, when JT Barrett took over for Braxton Miller, we were all asking the same questions. Can he do it? Can he do it? Oh, my God, it's not Braxton Miller. And everybody was all nervous about it. And JT Barrett did a fine job because of the system that was built around him. Number three, Urban Meyer tells these kids, if you're going to play quarterback at Ohio State, we expect you to play at a level where you will someday be a Heisman candidate because that's what the expectation is out of the position at Ohio State. So the pressure's already on these kids. You don't come in as some backup. I'm just a backup. You're not a backup. You're a guy who's a play away from being expected to play at a very high level. When they put those expectations on you, you put those expectations on yourself so that when you're given the opportunity, you're not cocky like the kid in Oklahoma, but you know that you can get the job done. Well, there will be some hiccups, right? Any young quarterback will make a few mistakes. The question is, how do you come back after that and, and I think he'll be just fine the other deal is you know last year he got to run the scout team against one of the better defenses in the country this kid's gone against some real talent here at Ohio State and they do it week in and week out against a really talented defense so he'll be just fine I guarantee you that Urban Meyer doesn't want to see it this weekend <laughs> no not no. this weekend <laughs> he doesn't want to see it this year frankly he hopes that he stays healthy and but, but if it happens you got to deal if with it, it happens right? if it happens and you absolutely have to deal with it that would be a very difficult environment uh, we got more questions out in the audience. Jim's going to be next. We got to take a break, though. We're back after this. Uh, this is Bucks Line on News Radio 610 WTVN. And we are back on the Bucks Line program as Ohio State gets ready for the Oklahoma game. It is at 7 30 on Fox 28. Don't forget the Best Buckeye Coverage pregame show will start at uh, the early show at 2. The Best Buckeye Coverage pregame show at 5. We got the full cast of characters. Uh, Jeff Rapp, Bill Conley, myself, Josh Cease, um, Stan Jackson, Five Jeff Logan. Jeff Logan, I'm glad we've had a few people bring up the 77 game or 78. What year was it? 78. 77. 77. What did Jeff do in that game? Did Jeff do something poor in that game? He actually had a high ankle sprain, so he, he, he was a starter, but he only had one carry. Oh, man. So he will thanks. tell you that he. That's the reason. Had he been healthy. Ohio State wins that game. So, but I'm glad we brought it up without Jeff around because he has told me that that was one of the more painful losses 
that he's had at Ohio State. All right, Matt's out in the crowd, and you got Jim for us. Jim, what's up? Hey, Matt, guys, I got a question for you. All right. My question pertains to we've all heard how great their quarterback and their running back is. Yes. How their quarterback can turn a broken play into a big big down or whatever. Right. And their running back as well can turn some busted play into a big down. But my question is, we've not, I've not heard anything about their kicking game. What do we know about their, their kicker? Are we going to end up with a situation, a possible situation like you, Yvonne Schumann, where he comes <laughs> in with an onside kick and a field goal to possibly beat us at the end of the game? Well, their kicker and their punter are one and the same. Uh, Austin Siebert. Same also, guy. Uh, same guy. Yeah, he punts and kicks. And uh, just looking at statistically, punting-wise, 43.6 average, four inside the 20 out of eight punts. That's pretty good. Um, I'll take our Australian guy. He's, he, he was phenomenal. Yes, I think he had four inside the 20 on, uh, on Saturday. Anyway, uh, he's only two for three in field goals with uh, a miss uh, from 52 yards as long as 39. So it does, if this becomes goes down to a kick, I got to be honest with you, that is a, a little bit of a worry if you're a kid, Tyler Dermott, and maybe he's rock solid, Bill, and, and he may be. But just being in that situation on the road, first time, a guy that is three years from move, uh, removed from being a soccer player at James Madison, you just wonder how he'll respond to that situation. Exactly right. I mean, it's going to be in that environment. How's he do it? You know, you know, a guy like a Mike Nugent, he's so mentally tough. He could, you knew what he was, he was going to be steady. You know, Vladi Yannikievsky was always going to be solid. Yeah, how about that? But, uh, you know, away from home environment, we'll find out. We'll find out how mature he is. Obviously, the guy from Oklahoma, the guy's had some more experience. He's a sophomore. Uh, he's been under the, the gun before. So, um, you know, it just depends. Kickers are different. I mean, kickers are different. And uh, you don't know until you get in the heat of the battle how they're going to respond if they're a young guy. He has done a very good job, though, I will say, with that directional kickoff um, in – he wants it in that one-third towards the corner of the end zone, and he wants him to field it in the line of play so that it can get covered. And they've done a decent job, although Coach Meyer said they've let a couple out the gate a little further where teams have turned the field position on them. But, Dave, he's done a good job with that. That is a kick that a lot of times we've seen go out of bounds. So far, knock on wood, he hasn't done that. He's placed it nicely. I think he's 23 years old, right? Yeah. He's married, fifth-year guy. I mean, he, this is not a young kid who gets rattled as easy as maybe a freshman in this situation would be. Has he done it before? No. But I believe he's got a little more maturity about him than a, a typical kid who's doing this in his first year of college football. He's got more depth to him than a freshman or a redshirt freshman or a guy who's not played in that kind of a situation. Stan, if it's a tie game late, let's just play this, play this out. And you're JT Barrett. Are you even thinking kicker or are you thinking touchdown? Are you thinking let's get in field goal range or are you thinking let's, let's win the game? Am I J.T. Barrett or am I one of the coaches? Are, are, <laughs> or, Stan, or Stan Jackson well, back I'm, in the I'm day. I'm thinking I'm going to hit this slant on the first play and it's going to go to business, right? As a quarterback, you always want to score touchdowns. You want those points. But, look, there's a reason why he's our kicker. And I don't think coach would be confident enough to put him there if he didn't feel like he could do the job. And, again, he did play major college soccer. 
So I'm sure he's been in moments where there has been some pressure, maybe not quite as large, <laughs> but but he's still he's an athlete that's played sports for a long time. And when you do that, whether it's you know at the Pop Warner level where the pressure is still just as great on those kids as it is here at Ohio State, so I think he'll be just fine. There's a reason why he's here. And you mentioned he's done a really good job on kickoffs. So the talent is there. And if it comes to it, I think as a coach, you got to trust them. We're down to six seconds or four seconds and there's nothing else. you got to trust to put them out there, and you never know what happens. There may be a star in the making. We won't find out till the moment is here and he rises or falls on the occasion. Exactly right. And you want it offensively. You want to get the ball as close to that goal post as you can because if it's late in the game and we have to kick the field goal to win, yeah. remember this, Dave. What am I looking it's, at? It's better later than Sooners. Oh, oh man. man. Bill Conley. I need to get uh, a drum here. This act is not making it at the com- comedy club. <laughs> All right. This let's, is uh, horrible. Let's go out uh, back out to the crowd. Uh, I believe Carter has a question back there. Carter, how you doing? Good, good. Okay, I have a two-part question. Uh, with a team so young, I think that you can't put enough emphasis on the coaches involved. How much does Urban Meyer's prior success against Bob Stutes play into this game? And then how much pressure do you think Stoops is feeling having struggled against uh, some of the better coaches to try to win this game to cement his place in coaching history? Yeah, that's an interesting question about Stoops. He's been there 18 years. Uh, has I mean, you look at his record there, it's phenomenal. But there's a segment of Sooner Nation, Dave, that's like, man, I mean, and Stan mentioned it earlier, big games, man. He doesn't come through. Right. Urban Meyer, he doesn't come through. So – it's hard to, like, say, man, this guy stinks, but he does have probably have a little pressure on him right. in a game for like a, this. For a program that, look, their program, their tradition, their, they, they, they believe in mu- as much in their Sooners as people here do in Ohio State. But they also are waiting for this guy to take them to the promised land and say, all right, yeah, you've done this, you've done this, you've earned a big contract, you've done this, you've had Heisman Trophy winners, you've done this, but get us over the hump. This wouldn't be over the hump all the way, but it would be a big, uh, you know, push towards the hump. they they got to win that national title under Bob Stoops. Uh, and he's got to be feeling that pressure. He's got to be feeling it. When he looks across the sideline and sees a guy who's had the success that he's had uh, with similar opportunities, Urban's made the most of them. Bob Stoops has not made the most of them. And not only the coach on the other side, but all those players he's looking at on the other sideline too yeah. because the pressure is definitely on Bob Stoops. It's a home game, big game, and I tell you what, I get he's not going to get much sleep this week either. Man. Well, look, none of these coaches do. Right? They, I know they're all you know, go. they're all special individuals. I don't know if you guys had a chance to read the article that uh, Urban Meyer put out this year, about uh, this week about this time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're all all high level coaches want to win all the time, and and the simple reality is these are very tough football games. And it's very rare for one coach to win them all the time or win the majority of them. So, so I don't know if the pressure is on for his legacy. I don't know if he's thinking about that. I just think he realized that he's got an opportunity. Whenever you have a, a dynamic quarterback, quality running back, your defense is halfway decent, you feel like you got a chance to win something. And I, I think that's the opportunity he wants to take advantage of and not miss that shot. But, but if he's thinking about legacy this week, then I think that's a distraction for him and his football team. The reality is he's going down as one of Oklahoma's best court, best coaches ever. Yeah, he is. He has won a national title. And I'm going to say this. It's really difficult to win national championships. And I don't think, you know, most fans really understand that. I mean, some of the best coaches of all time. Uh, Bo Schemblecker doesn't have a national championship. 
but he's still considered one of Michigan's best yeah. coaches ever. So it's a difficult thing to do when you get the opportunity you have to strike, but but unfortunately for Coach Stoops, it's not going to start this week. And, Stan, I'm not sure if this is what you were talking about, but I want to elaborate on that. If you have not yet seen, the folks you hear and folks out listening on the radio, if you haven't seen the Bleacher Report article on Urban Meyer yet, read it. You'll have a whole new appreciation for the coach, not only as a guy who's won three national titles, but as a guy who realized that he had an issue, had a problem, faced it directly, and now is a better person, coach, husband, father, all of that stuff. You'll have a new appreciation for your head football coach if you read that. I thought it was tremendous. Yeah, it was. It, Absolutely it's tremendous. A, it, it's a long read. It's about a, long a half read. hour, but yep. it's very, very interesting. Well, it's, so it's for good. Coach Conley, it'll take him a couple of days. But you'll get through it. You'll get through hey, it. I'll put the coffee pot on. <laughs> boy. Is there any pictures? There's maybe three or four pictures. Okay. Real quick, uh, guys. Um, you know, it was brought up this week, of course, because you had uh, – and we're watching Tom Herman's uh, Houston team just went ahead of Cincinnati 7-0. But Tom Herman coached against this team in week number one. Um, and Coach Meyer said, yep, you, we've talked to him. JT Barrett, Stan, in fact, every Monday night, I thought this was interesting. Doesn't have to do with this game, but every Monday night he talks to Tom Herman. And this week we talked to him one day. He goes, I'll probably bring up Oklahoma <laughs> with him this tag. week. He said, usually we talk about life. But any advantage in that uh, getting leaning anything from Tom Herman? Well, you always get to watch film. Right, and I think what Coach Herman can give you is just a better snapshot of who you really have to look out for defensively. I mean, who their playmakers are. But you know, in today's day and age, you get to watch all that on film. It's good to hear something from a head coach, and and I think Tom is pulling for his guys. I guarantee he has a real love for the players that are still here when he was here. All right, uh, real quick, I didn't realize we had one more question. Joffrey's out there. What you got? Uh, just real quick, how's our uh, offensive line and their defensive line matchup? Uh, they were talking about how big they are, so. What do we got to look for here Saturday night? What do you think up front, Bill? Well, I think, again, because they play a three-down defensive front with some linebackers, the size advantage obviously goes to Ohio State with our offensive line. The key is going to be picking up all their movement, all their stunts, all their blitzes and things like that. That will probably be the biggest test that they've had all year because the first two teams we've played haven't done a whole lot of that. This team won't be afraid to do that because they know they got some pretty good defensive backs behind and so they're willing to blitz more and send more guys from the edges. If you're their defensive coordinator, Stan, or you think, man, three new starters in the offensive line, true freshmen, are you throwing more stuff? I mean, not to get out of character of what they do defensively, but are you throwing more stuff at a young front to try to see if you can mess with them? You always want to try that, but in a big game, you don't want to get away from what you do, right? So you want your defense to feel comfortable. I, I would bring pressure. I mean, I look at the film of the last couple of years, and I think, well, the times Ohio State has struggled on offense is with a loaded box, a Chicago Bear front, right, because you forced your hand. But the only problem with that is there have been times where we've diced up that Chicago Bear front, Michigan State, a couple of years ago. So you have to pick your poison here. If I'm a defensive guy, I always want to stop the run first. So Mike Weber is going to be my first priority, to stop the run and make them one-dimensional because whenever an offense can run and pass and keep you on your heels, then it could be a long day for the defense. Yeah, and, you know, they have stopped the run so far, but Houston beat them actually with some big plays in the pass game. So JT may have some opportunities there. I think there will be great opportunities here, and I think we're more athletic, more dynamic than Houston. And uh, the one thing is that, you know, defense has to play well, create opportunities for the offense. Uh, JT just has to play within himself here. Right? Here's some quarterbacks don't want to hear. Manage the game. Don't put the defense in a bad situation. You're going to have several opportunities in this game to hit a big one, hit it. You're going to have several opportunities to put somebody in position to make a play. 
That's when you take advantage of it. Don't force any throws and let the defense play from a good position. It should be great fun, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing it on Saturday. Dave, enjoy your mom's birthday. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm going to miss it. I'll be watching for Minnesota for sure. That is phenomenal. 90 years old, 90 90 years young. So that's great. Uh, We are back next Thursday, even though there's no game. So uh, come out and join us on our uh, bi-week Bucks line, and enjoy the game Saturday. Again, the best Buckeye coverage early show starts at 2, and then the pregame at 5. During the game, we got the in-game show. After the game, Urban Meyer's comments, live analysis, and more. Enjoy the game, and we'll talk to you next week on Bucks Line on 610 WTVS. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.